All right. Hello, everybody. I'm Mike Ovi. I'm Nick Washington. Thank y'all for tuning in. So, Nick, let's just go ahead and get it started. Uh, how we get how we get it started? How we get here? Um, we got here. So we used to work at the the neighborhood gym, and you know, whenever you would come in for a shift, or I was coming in for a shift, you know, we would just kind of stay after a little while and and chop it up about different things and different topics, um, you know, and then we kind of started getting people that were in the gym working out, chiming in and saying, hey, you know, this is my opinion or you guys have like a good view on things or whatever the case may be. Um, and so, you know, we just kind of started having these big conversations about different topics. And then, like I said, I think it was Ryan who um, suggested that we like started like a TV show, but that's not going to happen. But <laughs> Never know, but we're going to start with this first and we'll see where this takes us. But yeah, man, I remember he chimed in because he used to always, you know, hear us uh, through his office. And I guess we were loud or whatever, but he used to come on and be like, man, I love hearing y'all talk. Y'all are so entertaining. This, that, and the third. And the next thing you know, we just, we were just talking about stuff we had on our mind. I mean, we didn't really ever think that people would really get an interest in it. The next thing you know, people would stop their workouts and they'd start chiming in about, oh, what do y'all think of this? What do y'all think of that? And so then that's when I think both of us kind of came to the realization, like we got something at least as far as our, our worldview and what we talk about. Um, and I mean, I think one thing that sets us apart is that uh, we can agree to disagree. And we actually like the fact that we don't have the same views on everything because it kind of helps us, you know, as they say, iron sharpen iron. Mm-hmm. And uh, it helps us kind of see uh, the world and everything from a different perspective. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree um, because it, it is harder to have conversations with some people, um, you know, nowadays because everybody makes things personal or, you know, everybody's kind of, I guess, sensitive. I think that, um, you know, the way the world has it become, people have become a lot more sensitive to, to, to things that make, it every, make everything personal. So, it's good to be able to have a conversation, um, you know, with people for the most part that don't make it personal or don't get offended by things and can just sit here and have a logical conversation. No, absolutely. It's just, uh, it's a very my way or the highway type of uh, thinking these days, man. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate. It starts at the top, but uh, I just think that if people were able to kind of listen to another person's perspective, it helped, first off help us kind of heal the divide and the sort of standoffishness that we see going on these days. Um, I mean, I know for me, I love it when I hear people's perspective that are different than mine because then, if anything, it strength it either strengthens my argument or it helps me see things from a different perspective. If I just think with the same like-minded people. I mean, the way I think might be wrong is the way I see it. And if I'm wrong, I don't want to just, you know, never improve on my way of thinking. I'd rather hear a different perspective and then just say, okay, well, here's my rebuttal to that. Or, um, okay, I didn't see it that way. You know, now there are certain things we're just going to have to agree to disagree on, you know, Um, and I, and I get that with life, but at the same time, I always like to hear different people's perspectives. That's why I think me having a conversation, there's a lot you can learn just through, human interactions and um you know for me i always feel like i've done my best learning you know outside of school is just when i'm just sitting back and chopping it up with people uh because everybody has a different worldview um everybody hasn't experienced things the same way and so just understanding a different person's logic uh can help me either improve mine or sharpen mine yeah yeah no i i agree um 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, uh, I mean, it is what it is. You know, some people are going to disagree. Some people are going to agree. Um, but being able to have, like, communication, being able to communicate with somebody mm-hmm. is something that I feel is kind of getting lost, um, you know, with the dis- digitization. Dis- uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do Sound it out. You're good. Bringing in technology, yeah. even though it's beneficial, um, it kind of, for some people, hinders their their ability to communicate. Um, yeah. So, you know, used to communicating through computers and, and phones. Um, so then when it's time to sit down and have a conversation, they struggle, um, you know, they get offended easily or, you know, stuff like that is just tech has its benefits, but at the same time, if you're not going out and socially interacting and, and, you know, actually having face to face or, you know, real conversations, not over phones or technology, mm-hmm. then kind of going to be, you know, put at a disadvantage. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, uh, you know, with this whole social media generation and everything, uh, you know, people kind of, gravitate towards things like i said that they want to see or want to you know hear they don't want to ever see somebody who thinks differently to them and then anytime they do you know see something that's different is a very sort of predatory mindset that hey look you think differently than me so you're stupid or you're you're this or you're that i mean uh you know definitely technology has its benefits we have access to information way quicker than we've ever had it but then also is false information out there or information that is skewed, you know, can kind of um, alter a person's belief for, uh, you know, for a person who just sees things and doesn't really take the time to, you know, see it through or see the big picture or even uh, do their own research and find their own evidence. Um, mm-hmm. People can be very easily influenced. And um, I think that's just unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. You can't. Tech has helped and, you know, the web and all that has helped with being able to get information and getting information a lot quicker than it has in the past. But, you know, not all information is good information, you know, so going on to the next thing, man, uh, COVID-19 has been, you know, a pandemic that has affected a lot of people's lives. People have lost their lives. People have lost their jobs. People having to deal with being quarantined you know i was talking to my dad a couple days ago and you know one thing he kind of said that i never never really thought about was the fact that this is the first time a lot of human beings have gone through a pandemic you know to where their livelihoods are being taken away from them you're having to sit and be quarantined you know and people really have never had to deal with that everything has been so accessible you know people have been able to for the most part do what they want uh with their lives you know be able to go to work be able to go to the gym be able to uh, go get food, like all those things are not being taken away from them. And, uh, you know, for me, it was very interesting just seeing how the world reacted to it, how people reacted to it. Um, it's almost a violation kind of, you know, you, you go out in public and you can't even look at people the same way for a lot of them. Um, but I mean, it's, it's definitely been a trying time and a trying couple months. Uh, but just talk about what, what you think of this whole uh, coronavirus and how it's affected your life and what you've seen? Um, I mean, me, it, it hasn't affected things too much. I mean, yeah, some things have kind of been delayed and everything like that. But for a lot of people, I think that um, it's kind of made 
it's made or broken, you know, different relationships and even just people um, because, you know, their whole life and their, their regular schedule, you know, maybe going to the gym in the morning, going to work, then, you know, after work, going to hang out with some friends, go to dinner or whatever, then go home, uh, you know, it, uh, your whole schedule is kind of disrupted. And, you know, for a lot of people, that's kind of hard to uh, deal with, especially, you know, if, you know, you went out and bought a house or you got, uh, you went and bought yourself a Mercedes or some bullshit. Now you got payments that still do, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, life goes on. Because of Corona. And, but, you know, now I'm not working, you know, so now <laughs> I was good. You know, I bought my Mercedes or whatever. And it's like, I only had three grand in my bank account, but I knew I was going to get some more money next, whenever I got paid. But now you're not working and you yeah. still, and then, you know, so it, it's kind of, um, you know, it's breaking a lot of people. Um, but I think that for the people who kind of learn from it and, and understand, they are realizing that, you know, some one, some of the stuff that they have, they don't really need. Um, so they're kind of learning how to prioritize things better. Uh, uh, yeah, they're, they're learning how to prioritize things better. And then, you know, people in relationships, it's going to be kind of a test on your relationship, especially if y'all living together. Um, because, you know, you, like I said, you, you're used to spending that time apart, but now, you know, you guys are together 24 seven. So, you know, if you can't deal with it, it might be hard for some people, but you know, like I said, it's going to make or break you and you know, you'll live and learn hopefully. Absolutely. I mean, I think for me, one thing I've seen is that, uh, you know, people tend to live a hundred miles an hour these days. I mean, everything is about getting to the next errand, the next thing, the next chore, the next job, the next whatever they got going on. And so for them to go on this sort of um, hamster wheel type culture where it's just, you're going hundred miles an hour. Now all of a sudden you're just stopping and it's just like, all right, you gotta just sit in the house and not necessarily do nothing, but you can't leave like you, like you used to be able to. You can't just go out and live life frivolously um, as you once could. I mean, I think that was a big testament. That was a big thing for a lot of people just to have to adapt, uh, not going to the gym. I mean, a lot of people these days work out and then it's just like, you no longer have access to a gym. So now if you use the gym as sort of therapy, like a lot of people do, like I do, um, you don't have that accessible to you. So you have to find alternative means to, you know, either deal with mental health or, you know, keep yourself in shape, keep your mind uh, healthy, uh, keep your body healthy. So that means, you know, you really had to look into your diet, look into your lifestyle choices. Okay. What kind of get the opportunity to take a step back and say, okay, how is it, how has my life been? What have I been doing good? What have I been doing wrong? You not have to sit and live with those thoughts and those actions, because if not, you know, first off, your body will get out of shape really quickly. And I think um, for the most part, no matter how much people try, if you don't, if you're not the, the celebrity or the person who has access to the certain materials like a home gym like certain athletes like LeBron and people of that nature that um, you have to really look at okay how can I you know uh, uh, how can I adapt my living situation to a point where I don't fall off too much if at all um, I know for me I had to get into running uh, every day and uh, I just had to you know get into meditating really uh, disciplined you know because for me I'm a big person into, you know, energy and, you know, uh, making sure my mind is clear. And it's like, I don't have the gym for therapy anymore. So I think for a lot of people, um, you know, being able to kind of find 
different things to find solace in was going to be a big uh, adjustment. Uh, I know I was working at the time and I worked at a place that sold fitness equipment and it was just like people coming in there just hoarding and hoarding and hoarding it like they did toilet paper. They, they were like, dude, there's no way I cannot have nothing to work out with. And it was just crazy to see how quickly this stuff, gone, this stuff was gone. So, you know, it's that. But I think also uh, for me and uh, for a lot of people that I talk to, it's like, that when you go out and you start to take life in, you know, you kind of have a greater appreciation for it. I think that's one good thing that came out of the whole coronavirus. Like people are faced with their mortality now. Like it used to be, okay, you know, people were feeling invincible. They can do whatever they want, whenever they want it. And now you're stuck with this disease that can take you and you don't know who has it. You don't know who you came in contact with. If you don't trace your steps, if you're not in P's and Q's and get you like that and get your loved ones like that, you know, and so people really just had to kind of have an appreciation for the life they're given, just being grateful to wake up every day and, um, you know, not look at what they don't have, but look at what they do have. You know, while people might say, oh, I don't have a job or I don't have the money that I was making, I have my life. And that's something that a lot of people today can't say. Yeah, yeah no. I, I think that, you know, for the people that are out there that didn't, um, or aren't take, trying to take it, something positive out of this or, you know, um, taking this time that they have not working or having to, you know, travel or whatever the case may be, doing mm -hmm. um, something to try and, you know, benefit, you know, whether that's, you know, trying to eat better or, you know, start cooking at home because you, you eat out all the time, um, you know, getting, you know, back into health and fitness and stuff like that, um, learning a new skill. Um, picking up a new hobby. If you're just sitting around wasting time, <laughs> to me, you kind of just gonna end up in the same spot that you were in in the first place, if not worse. Um, but you know, this is kind of a correction for everybody. Um, a lot of industries, you know, are being corrected because you know we've been on this kind of uphill run for a long time. And now everybody's kind of getting shot back and taking a step back and um, and making that correction. And I believe that if you're not making that correction, you know, personally, or trying to better yourself while you can, while you have this this off time or this off period, um, you're wasting it really. And and it's sad to be honest because it, like you said, we were all moving too fast. Um, you know, People were moving too fast. Businesses were kind of moving too fast. Um, everything was just moving too fast. And we just thought that, you know, everything was good. And this is kind of shooting us back and like, hey, you know, things can go bad. And that's something that a lot of people forget about. Um, and now when things get bad, people kind of forget that things will get better. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, not taking that time while things are bad to try and propel yourself into when things get better, then to me, you're kind of wasting time. So uh, I hope that people are out there kind of doing something, you know what I'm saying? To, to better themselves or, or something like that. So. Yeah, for sure. This life is what you make it. I mean, you can choose to sit back and feel sorry for yourself or, um, you know, you can choose to adapt and keep it moving. Um, in the end, the world waits for nobody. Nobody's going to feel sorry for us. Um, we just have to make do with what we can and, um, 
you know, make the best of the situation. Uh, everybody's gone through it. The whole part of it being a pandemic is that the whole world is affected. It's not just one city or one state or one country. The entire world population has been affected by it. So, I mean, it's just something that we have to um, be thankful that we have another day to, you know, do something. But uh, speaking of, you know, picking up new hobbies and new habits, have you picked up anything new through this pandemic? Any hobbies? Got into anything? Not really. I mean, I didn't kind of, you know, done a couple of like projects around the house. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought I like learn Spanish. I mean, I kind of, but I want to be able to like be fluent. Um, so I don't know. I just haven't had the time to be honest, but you know. Yeah, the brother consists, man. No, but I feel you. I mean, I was the same way. I tried to uh, I downloaded the Duolingo app and I was doing that twice a day. I was getting notifications. Um, and I picked up on that for a little while. And then, um, I mean, I'm a person who eats a lot of oatmeal and we had all these buckets of old stuff there's uh so in the kitchen so I just was like mm, let me try to pick up something and try to learn how to make something so I started just making cookies and stuff and uh you know first go around I had no baking soda so then John's was extremely stiff and you know it was just one of those things practice making you know, my most recent go around but yeah man you know I uh you know the first couple rounds of the cookie really the first round of the cookie um, uh, they ain't come out so good, man. That was a little stiff, but then I added the baking soda and ran it back. And you know, like practice makes perfect, they're coming out pretty good. So, hit them a couple times and then made brownies one time, made a fettuccine Alfredo. So, I mean, just trying to acquire skills. All that Alfredo, I was like, I'm gonna come over there and you need to bring me a plate outside or something. As long as you maintain social distancing and you walk, man, that's got you been good, but hey. It's all gone now. Sidewalk, I would have just drove by and picked it up. <laughs> Leave that John on the floor for you. But um, I mean, at least I decided to do something like that, brother Takashi Six Nine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got something to say? I know you like him, right? <laughs> when when have you ever heard me talk about that nigga? First of all, uh, at the job, whenever he snitched the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Look, <laughs> I can't. Let's say, dog. Come on. Uh, I can't record what I'm finna say about that dude. All I'm gonna say <laughs> is what you did is your decision. I don't agree with it. Um, but don't don't think you're gonna come out. You know, you're gonna come out of prison and then you just gonna be, you know, accepted back into the 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 music industry, the music family, like, you know, nah. And I mean, true, but it's what they did. So now with the country reopening though, um, how do you think that's going to bode? I know Texas, we're reopening uh, slowly but surely. Uh, I know they just reopened all our gyms in the area. So uh, what you think of us reopening right now? I mean, people kind of already just running back out there. Like we haven't found a, you know, vaccine or a cure to this this virus. So it's not like it's gone. You know, people think that oh, you know, it, everything's back at back. Everything's back open, and you know, it's lifted, and you know, whatever. And so they think that they can just go back to their normal lives. But everybody wants to kind of get back to that that normal. But at the same time, you're gonna have to kind of take these same precautions 
uh, as you were when we were on like lockdown or like stay at home or whatever. Um, because like I said, until there's a vaccine or something, whatever, to, to kind of, that we can all get, you know, so that we can kind of keep a hold or keep track of this virus, then I wouldn't, I'm not going nowhere. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Food. I'll go through drop it to get some food. I'll go home or, you know, I'm going to certain places. Um, but I'm not just going to be out there, you know, like I, like I was until I know, you know, they have a hold on it. Because right now they don't have a hold on it, but they just can't. They're not. I mean, they could if they wanted to, but they're trying not to, to keep businesses closed and, and all that. Right. So, but at the same time, like I said, it's still out there. So I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's a risk. Uh, I mean, people have to decide whether it's worth uh, going out there right now. Um, I mean, I think they opened the state up a little prematurely. That's just my opinion. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, people are, uh, most of these people are adults who make their own decisions. And so you have to live with the risk. And, you know, uh, if you decide to go out there, just be safe, maintain social distancing, and just uh, wait this out. And, you know, uh, if everybody does their part, uh, we'll hopefully uh, continue to uh, rein it in, the virus, and uh, hopefully not as many people will uh, get, be harmed. Uh, the one thing we don't want to happen is another spike, and then they got to shut it back down again, see? So, because then people are really going to be tripping because it's just like, you just gave us our freedom back, and now you're telling us that we have to shut down again. Um, you know, because, like I said, people out here already rushing back, like, you know, it's nothing. Like, it's gone. The virus is gone, but it's not. So, there's definitely, I think there's definitely going to be a, uh, another, you know, jump in, in but won't yeah. be me. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of people who, you know, feel invincible and, you know, don't want to really take it seriously. And, again, that's their decision. Uh, we can we can not like it, but in the end of the day, you know they have to live with it. And uh, you know, for me, like you said, I I ain't trying to go nowhere if I don't have to. I'm still gonna wear my mask and uh, you know make sure I disinfect anything, everything I touch and everything that I buy from the store. Uh, just because you don't know the whole thing with the social distancing order is the fact that it's not really so much about you not getting it. I mean that's a part of it too, but it, you have to take the mindset that you have it and you don't want to spread it because this isn't a virus like Ebola where Ebola, you had it and your symptoms went basically stopped immediately and Ebola was a very efficient virus from the standpoint it killed you off. But um, outside of that, you know, what you snacking on down the quarantine, man? Uh, I mean, I'm, I, I like Sour Patches. I, I've been eating a whole lot of Sour Patches. Probably You're Sour, man. No, yeah. that's from John. Um, some cookies, you know, the regular shit. Um, yeah, but I've really just been chilling, uh, watching TV and stuff like that. But what you watching? I just started the new season of Billions because they just came out. Um, they just started what three weeks? Three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So I've been watching that. Before that, I don't remember what I was watching. Just stuff on TV, but. No, no. I mean, sweet tarts. Uh, they have these ropes that they sell, and man, them Jones is good, bro. Uh, huh? They have ropes. 
Yeah, Sweet Tar Ropes, go to, you can get them at HEB, you can get them at Walmart. Uh, they got all different types of flavors, man. I, I go and I'll snack on those while I'm studying for my GRE or while I'm watching my Netflix shows. And, hey, man, things is good. But now that, uh, you know, we're starting to regain reality, I got to lay off the candy, man, stuff. Sugar is not good for us. And then outside of that, I mean, I drink a glass of red wine uh, on weekends, just, you know, get a little alcohol in me. I don't drink like I was um, before my birthday. What'd you say? <laughs> Alcoholic. I don't know, man. Leave that alone, bro. No, I ain't. <laughs> Only drank all weekends and for my birthday. That was it. Oh, yeah. Live your life. Right, right. You only get it once. If there ain't nothing this pandemic taught us, you got one like you better live it right. So but you know, just doing that and um as far as T V shows, I mean, I was watched Money Heist, finished that in like four days. That John was wild. And then Ozark Ozark was cool. Uh it starts off real slow. It's one of those shows you have to invest in. But once you once you're going and once you're into it, I mean it's just, it's it's lit. Um Outside of that, uh, you know, watch the new Wild and Out, and um, you know, I, those are the main shows. I watched this new uh, Michael jo- Michael Jordan documentary, of course. Uh, it, was, it was good, and real informative. I watched it by myself, and then I watched it again with my dad. My dad kind of threw me on the historical context of it all, and he's like, "I remember this. I remember this. I remember this. This is what was going on during that time." It was crazy because. My dad and my mom lived in Detroit at the time that the Pistons had won their two championships. And so he lived the era before Mike won it. And then they were here in Houston when uh, the Rockets won the two championships. So he was telling me about how it was crazy being a part of those two cities that won outside of the Bulls dynasty. But, you know, he, he, he always tells me, he's like, man, that fucking the Rockets or the Texans going or even the fucking Astros at this point, when, you know, that's going to happen again, so. No, man, apparently Astros were illegitimate uh, champions, which, I mean, to me is bullshit, but we'll talk about that on another day. I mean, uh, don't get me on that whole thing. I mean, listen, I, I, all I'm going to say about it today is if we're going to act like they're the only people who cheated, I mean, I think we're doing some real revisionist shit right now. I mean, honestly. Everybody cheats. If they're not going to take the Patriots championships away, if they're not going to take the Red Sox championships away, I don't want to hear nothing about, ooh, they need to go to Houston and, you know, take the rings away, take the trophies away. Everybody cheats, man. It's just the fact that, first off, these fools are apologetic about it. And when people apologize these days, bro, it just makes people only want to add on and uh, try to get more out of you. It is you, People aren't okay with just saying, hey, look, y'all caught us, my bad. I'd rather you give a program or give a team the death penalty. I'd rather you revoke the franchise than to be like, oh, you're Ill- illegitimate champions. Because in my mind, you can't unwin stuff in your head. I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense to me. You can't undo the business that they got from winning it. You can't go to Academy or tell all these people who made these sales, oh, now that doesn't count anymore. No, that should happen. You should have caught them before they won the championship. Otherwise, I mean, hey, you just got to live with it. You can hate them. You can asterisk it all you want. But in the end, they won the championship. You can hate it or love it. It's what it is. You can have your opinions about the Astros. But, I mean, if we're not going to hold everybody to the same stand, I don't want to hear that, honestly. And that's all I got to say about it today. (laughs) As far as some Texans, 
I'm officially a free agent fan. I'm no longer a Texas fan. They traded my boy D-Hop. Now is the last straw, man. I mean, as long as O'Brien is the coach, you won't hear me defending them. I'll just say it that way. Uh, the Rockets, I mean, they're trying. I, I can give them that. They're trying, but it's, it's yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's gonna be the same old result in the end. I mean, they'll get close, but no, no cigar. I don't see them winning the championship with that duo, but um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, again, they I can give them the respect for you know doing something. A lot of teams have said, especially with Golden State, you know, making their run these past couple of years is just kind of like, oh, we're just gonna we're just gonna pack it in and wait for Golden State to get out the way rather than trying and. The Rockets and any team that LeBron was on really have been the only teams, and the Spurs, I'll give the Spurs that too, have been the only teams really who have said, you know what, we're going to try, you know, the Warriors, maybe the Warriors, but we're going to give it our all, and if they beat us, so be it. And, you know, everybody else kind of just, okay, let's rebuild for when the Warriors are out of the way, which only makes it easier for them. I mean, you got to at least, you know, put some effort towards winning, you know. Yeah, yeah. Very... Very interesting. But, I mean, that's a wrap for us today. Uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in. My boy, Nick. Appreciate you, my brother. Right, Just on YouTube and all of the platforms, streaming, podcasts. Appreciate it. All right.